the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time is flying by. Third hour, Jimmy Sangenberger in for Stefan Tubbs. Of course, I host the Jimmy Sangenberger Show here on News Talk 710 KNUS. Saturday morning, 6 to 9. I'll tee up what we've got in the morning here in just a few minutes. But I have to go to the VIP line, because on this, the night after Thanksgiving, boy, oh boy, what an honor. I don't know if they play this for former presidents of the United States. But I'm going to do it anyway, because the man, the myth, the legend himself, the 45th president of the United States, I think I think that's who he is, joins us. Donald Trump, Mr. President, welcome. It's good to talk with you again, and it's been a very long time, sir. To have me on your show, Jimmy. And listen, I've been a big fan of yours for quite a long time since you started. Can you believe it's been 20 years? It's hard to believe not quite 20 years for me, but, you know, 12, 14 when I count college. So, yeah, going on 20 years, I guess, Mr. President. But you've got such a great show. I'm watching Jeopardy right now, by the way. I get every answer right. It's amazing. I believe it. I believe it. And Jeopardy's... Who is Enrico for me? And I'm right. You're always right. What is the War of 1812? Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm very sorry. M- M- Mr. President, I know that you're paying attention to Jeopardy, but can you please step away for just a moment and let's let's have our conversation here because it, it's an honor to have you as always. And what I'm, I'm curious to know, I mean, what you're 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 running for president of the United States. Do you really think that's a good idea? I think it's a great idea. Two zero two four. We want Trump. We want him more. I've heard some disturbing things about you're not supporting me. Really, that's not good. That's that is it. Well, I, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily the best idea for you to run for another term, Mr. President. I think you're a, a bit much of a hot potato right now. Well, it's time you get on the Trump train. It really is, and I need all the support I can get. I don't need it, but I want. It. I have hundreds of people every day walking up to me and they say, Mr. President, we know you're the real president. Well, well, Mr. President, let me ask you this question. Um, if you were to get elected president again, can you do something about traffic circles? Because I've been driving around and I just get so frustrated now with the growing number of traffic circles here in this country, in Colorado. And when I was back in New York State, it was just so frustrating. Jimmy, you're speaking right into my wheelhouse because I've been harping on this for years. It's what is this, Switzerland? You know, no, no, no. 
traffic circles they're confusing the elderly they didn't fight in world war ii in korea to have traffic circles it's not american have a four-way stop four-way stops are great because you come to the stop and then you go and you take your territory if you need it, if you've got the guts. If you don't, you get spit to the side. It's just that. That's the American way. What all oh, this kind of thing, traffic, let's go join the circle like a bunch of hippies. Everybody join hands and go in the circle. It's very confusing. And no, it's very un American. Hmm. Uh, Mr. President, do you have any thoughts on this Ticketmaster situation with Taylor Swift? We were talking about it in the last hour, and it looks like the United States Senate with Amy Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota, they're going to be holding a committee hearing soon to look into what happened there. Any thoughts on that? I love Amy Klobuchar, and also, this is terrible, Taylor Swift is charging $500 a seat, and she's a cute little thing, but the thing is, that's too much money. You know, we can't have that. And they're doing the buyback with Ticketmaster. It's terrible. It's a disgrace. And they should look into it. And they will. Of course, this never would have happened under my uh, administration. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. I mean, weekend at Biden's. I'm not even sure if he's got a pulse. So, so you think that there should be something done? About Ticketmaster. Okay, I, I understand. Absolutely. Are you going to use Absolutely. Ticketmaster for selling tickets to Trump rallies? Or are you going to steer clear of that? It. I'm going to do it very reluctantly. And I'm also going to use AXS, which is a very great, they're very solid people. What is the Battle of Britain? All right. Mr. President, what else is on your mind? What have you been dealing with lately that maybe has inspired you to, to run for president again or to, to just say, you know what, I'm going to stay in the limelight? Inflation, inflation, inflation. I, I call it Biden inflation, Mr. President. I call it Biden inflation. Good. I love that term. Bidenflation is good. Is good. Bidenflation. They're calling it Bidenflation now. Everyone's calling it. What is zinc oxide? So, so, Mr. Mr. President, if if I could please ask you a question about a serious issue that we're facing in our remaining moments with you, sir, because I know your time is very precious. We also have an issue where the railroad uh, companies may have their workers go on strike December 9th, just before Christmas. Mr. President, it seems like the Biden administration is utterly failing to handle this potential crisis. We don't even know if Biden's having direct talks with the unions and with the railroad companies, or if not, or if he isn't. He says he isn't, but his White House press secretary says he is. This could be a big deal. It's very, very disgusting. It's horrible. These unions, I don't know. Jimmy, I mean, even in England, did Thomas the Tank Engine ever go on strike? So top of hat, though. They're not having it even there. And I'm all for, well, what the great president, just like me, Ronald Reagan, did with Patco, air traffic controllers, they got a little bit out of hand, and we shut them down. So would you be decisive if it was on you to, to handle this railroad strike? You would be decisive. Iron fist. Iron fist. That's what's required. Mm. I mean, you know, these guys, I don't know what they're doing. You know, they ran into a car the other day with their, their big train thing. 
So, that wasn't very good. So, so, Mr. President, let me ask you another question, sir. Um, and again, I, I so appreciate your time, 45th President Donald Trump. Um, why should we support you in your reelection? What do you want to do? What do you want to bring? Why should you be the Republican nominee? This country right now is probably not so great. And under Biden, it's pretty tough. And like I said before, make America great again. That's all I've got to say. It's really amazing. Who is Professor Dumbledore? Yes, it's going to be great. And when I am reelected, and I will be, there's going to be a place on my cabinet for you, Jimmy. That's how much I care. Oh, oh, really? There's a cabinet appointment in my future. Is that what you're telling me in order to get on board the Trump train? Secretary of the Treasury, can you believe this guy? Hmm. That would be interesting. I think I might do a better job than Janet Yellen. I will I will pencil that and keep it in mind. President Trump, what are you going to be doing for the holidays? We got Christmas coming up. Merry Christmas, by the way. Santa's on his way, and he's I've been very good. He's going to be very kind to me. New set of golf clubs, ping. Are, are you planning and to spend Christmas at Mar-a-Lago? Two years away from my re-election, which is going to be great. Will you be spending Christmas at Mar-a-Lago, sir? Of course, with my lovely wife, and we're going to do it up big time. You always do at Mar-a-Lago, the big parties. Such decorations and so many lovely gifts. Uh, I'm going to see if I can invite you down. I I know you're busy, but uh, I don't know if you've been. Have you been down? No, no, I have not. I have not had the great fortune of being at Mar-a-Lago yet, or the Trump Hotel in uh, in in D.C. or New York. There's so many of them. Sometimes I forget how many. But I would love you have you down at the Mar-a-Lago. Mr. President, just as we wrap up with you, and again, I, I so appreciate it. It is an honor to have you on the program. Is there anything you would like our audience to know at, at this point in time? I mean, you're running for president of the United States. We just had Thanksgiving yesterday. We've got Christmas and the new year coming up. What should we know? There's, I've got a secret plan to get rid of these high gas prices. They're amazing. And... Are you really comfortable? Is anybody really comfortable in this economy? Inflation is skyrocketing and it's insane. And I, I'm a little late with this, but I want to wish everybody a happy St. Tricky's Day. I know it was yesterday. And also Merry Christmas because Santa's up. Really. Well, Mr. President, it, it is always an honor to speak with you, and I so appreciate your time. Have a very Merry Christmas and uh, Happy Thanksgiving. We are so grateful for you coming on the program. And, of course, the great work that you did as President of the United States from 2017 to 2021. As always, great show, and especially when I'm on board. What an honor indeed. President Donald Trump. Former President of the United States, 45th President of the United States, joining us here on the program on this, the night after Thanksgiving. Hmm. That's just so interesting. I, I'm glad he's on the same page with me when it comes to traffic circles. We got those things are just so frustrating. I cannot get over how maddening they are. And I didn't realize it was St. Turkey's Day. Was that what he said? St. Turkey's Day? I think that was was what we experienced yesterday. Hmm. 
Maybe I'll get a Treasury Secretary appointment if he becomes president. I don't know. But that was a good time. Now it's your turn. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number if you'd like to join in to the festivities. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger in for Stefan Tubbs. Let's go to a slightly early break. We'll pick up the conversation on the other side. You can text into the show as well on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. News Talk 710 KNUS. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Let the good times roll because Christmas comes but once a year. Joe Bonamassa. Thought we'd give you a taste. I have bluesified Christmas bumpers all throughout the Christmas season. Starting tomorrow, 6 to 9 on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. News Talk 710 KNUS every Saturday morning. And, of course, we'll throw some classics into the mix as well. I see Leroy grooving along. Behind the glass, Jimmy Sangenberger once again in for Stefan Tubbs on this, the night after Thanksgiving. Just having fun in this final hour. I hope you enjoy the satirical Donald Trump in the last segment. Just having a little fun because that's what you got to do, especially when Christmas season begins. 303. 696-1971 is our telephone number if you'd like to join in to the festivities. Text into the show on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. How many of you are actually on Twitter? Who is actually on Twitter? Who listens to 710 KNUS? News coming from the Wall Street Journal. Elon Musk said Twitter Inc. will once again try to roll out a new verification service next week that its billionaire owner has championed despite a fumbled launch and numerous problems. He said Friday that Twitter would use a new color system for verified accounts, departing from the platform's ubiquitous blue checkmark. Companies would get gold check marks and government accounts, gray check marks, he said. All individuals, whether celebrities or not, would have those good old fashioned blue check marks. Mr. Musk said starting on Friday next week, the company would append a check mark to accounts it had manually authenticated. He didn't say if users would have to pay to be verified. That was the big question, right? $8 a month to be verified and get the blue check mark to show that you are authentic, that you are legit. 
Painful but necessary, he said on Twitter. Although, again, we don't know if it's going to be $8 a month. I haven't decided yet if I'm actually going to be willing to pay $8 a month, if it's worth it. I don't really like Twitter. It's, it's sort of a cesspool in many respects, and it's a pain to deal with. And the features just, he needs to work on some of those features, edits, allowing you to make longer posts, things like that, I think, need to happen. But the Wall Street Journal goes on, noting that Musk has been trying to revamp Twitter's verification service since he closed his $44 billion takeover of the company last month. He said he wants every user to be verified unless they are a bot account. Now, I don't know if you necessarily would say every account that isn't verified is a bot account. You can't literally say that. And some people, as some people prefer greater anonymity, that kind of a thing. And they don't want to be verified for one reason or another. But that doesn't mean that they are bots per se. The new checkmark system has been plagued with issues already. Days after launching it earlier this month, Twitter stopped giving out check marks as people were using the designation to impersonate companies, brands, and celebrities. I will tell you that a lot of Elon Musk critics have been consistently making fun of Musk and Twitter over that sort of botched rollout. Thousands of users saw fake tweets from accounts, including those posing as LeBron James, demanding a trade. LeBron James demanding a trade, George W. Bush attacking Iraqis, and Eli Lilly and co. cutting insulin prices to zero. Sorry for the delay, Mr. Musk said Friday, while promising a longer explanation about the verification system would come next week. So, look, I have to be real that if this was a left-winger who had taken over Twitter— which we know was already in left-wing hands. But let's say it was some big-time left-winger or someone identified with the left, because Elon Musk isn't really a right-winger, who had purchased Twitter and then tried to roll out things via tweets and tried to roll out new changes to the website that were botched and problematic and troubled, wasn't a clean launch, we would be making fun of him. Wouldn't we? Wouldn't we be mocking that lefty who took over Twitter? Seems to me like that's likely the scenario. So how do we approach it when he's one of ours, when he's our guy? When we look at it and say, well, you know, actually, this guy is one of ours. Do we look at it differently? I have to say, I'm glad that Elon Musk is in charge. He's making some necessary changes, but it is also problematic. It is very troubled, and it's not just because he's cleaning house of the lefties. This is a big undertaking, and I don't know that he really knew what he was doing when he got into it. Again, I'm glad Elon Musk took over. I'm glad he made the purchase. He sealed the deal. But let's be clear that he took it over because he had some sort of a particular agenda in mind, understandably, but he didn't know exactly what he was doing. And he's sort of playing it by ear and it's showing. So what are we to make of that? 
What are your thoughts? Mr. Musk's reign over Twitter has been marred by chaos, reports the Wall Street Journal. He fired top executives, laid off thousands of employees, and told the remaining ones, quote, we will need to be extremely hardcore. Some advertisers paused their spending on the platform because of the uncertainty surrounding Twitter. Musk said on Thanksgiving Day that he would reinstate suspended accounts, bringing back users who posted hate speech or violated other company policies. Former President Donald Trump, who's been blocked from the platform, had his account reinstated earlier this month. Now, to be clear, I'm glad that Trump finally finally was welcomed back on Twitter. He never should have remained, especially when you think about what, I mean, you got the Ayatollah of Iran who remains on Twitter despite being a murderous dictator, and the list goes on. But what's interesting is that Trump has not tweeted. He has not yet tweeted since getting his account restored. Now, here's the question. Does he actually return to Twitter? Or is he just holding fort, holding court, rather, over at Truth Social, which has not been a successful endeavor? One thing I said early on, when Musk first put out that he was going to buy Twitter, at what? $52.40, or was it $54.20? I think that's what it was. A share. Totaling $44 billion or so back in, what, April of this year? I said, this is the way to do it. This is the way to do it. On the inside of an existing company, not starting something from scratch, you're going to have more of an impact by doing it that way. You're going to have more of an impact by taking over something existing than starting from scratch. And that's proven out in the sense that Truth Social has, you want to talk about fumbling a launch, you want to talk about not taking off, that's Truth Social. But I wonder if Trump at some point will take the Twitter because it's that big platform. It's the big platform for the president, for the former president to go on and reach people. Maybe even taking truths that he posts on Truth Social, taking a screenshot of those and reposting them over on Twitter. But I don't know that he actually gets on there. I mean, I'm a little bit surprised he hasn't yet. But maybe he's just sticking over at Truth Social. One more thing. It couldn't be determined if the verification system Mr. Musk announced Friday was part of his updates to Twitter Blue, the company's subscription service he wants to expand. Users who pay $7.99 a month for the service would get a blue checkmark and access to premium features. The company didn't elaborate on those features on its website Friday. So we'll see what happens. But he did say, holding off relaunch of Blue Verified until there is high confidence of stopping impersonation. So where do things go from here? What success is he actually going to have on Twitter? I, again, still maintain that it is beneficial for him to go that route instead of trying something from scratch. It's an existing website. It's existing infrastructure, existing possibilities, existing potential. Good for 
Elon Musk in that regard, but he's got to get this together and not be just going ad hoc as he progresses and just say, okay, this we're doing this, we're not doing that, we're dropping this, we're going to try that. We're going to talk tomorrow with Rick Newman, Yahoo Finance columnist, senior columnist at Yahoo Finance, about the battle of Truth Social versus Twitter. But we'll see what ends up actually happening in that regard. It's going to be fascinating, especially to see if Donald J. Trump returns to Twitter. I mean, he's been welcomed back, but is he actually going to start tweeting or not? We'll see. There's no shortage of things for Trump to talk about, including this. Biden says this. The idea... The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. Well, wrong clip. Can you talk about what the holdup is, Mr. President? I can't because it's the middle of negotiations still. But uh, have my, you been in touch you with the parties again? My team has been in touch with all the parties and rooms with the parties, and uh, I have. Uh, I, I have not directly engaged yet because they're, they're still talking. So Biden says he's not been directly involved in those railroad talks. President is indeed involved directly, uh, but I, I don't want to get into details at this time. But he that is Corinne Jean Pierre two three days ago saying Biden is directly involved in the railroad negotiations to preclude a strike, and Biden saying nope. I'm not directly involved. That's fodder for a guy like Trump on Twitter, I would think. Whenever a Biden is contradicting himself, whenever he does that, or contradicting someone in his administration, ample opportunity to take rhetorical pot shots at him. 303-696-1971, our telephone number. Your thoughts on Twitter, Elon Musk, whatever else is on your mind. Joe in Arvada, happy belated Thanksgiving, sir. Happy Thanksgiving, Jimmy. Well, you're a little over your skis again, Jim. Uh, you know, look look at Elon Musk took over Twitter, what, a few months ago? Not even. I mean, uh, come on now. Uh, the first thing he did, I applaud him so wholeheartedly. Uh, I mean, he's such an innovator. The fact that he just went in there and gave half of the liberal universe and Twitter the axe. I agree. Is applaudable. Yep. And then, and then the idea that, you know, all of a sudden it's just going to be working perfect. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of SpaceX. Remember how mm-hmm. there was all this criticism? Oh, it blew up. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, he's not as good. Oh, he's using the government's money. Oh, this, that, the other. And as soon as Elon Musk proved that he was better at doing any of this than the government, and he's going to be better at Twitter than Twitter. Well, look at Tesla. And, uh, he proved everybody wrong on Tesla. Well, uh, you know, Tesla, uh, of course, one thing I don't like is that he's got a foot in with the Chinese. Now, I do sure. hate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that's where Elon Musk is missing it. I think he misses the fact that these are criminal Chinese. It's not just the Chinese; they're criminals, and and the the also the fact that they're communists is is not helpful either. And the idea that he can just get cheap, you know, uh, batteries is not real respectable. Now that part I have. Uh, 
But but my point on on Tesla, Joe, and you're cutting of that off. and realize. He, need, he needs to bring it back to the United States. Let me just say anyway. on Tesla, my, my point, though, to amplify what you are saying is not so much what he's doing in other countries, et cetera, but for so many years, folks who market analysts were saying, don't invest in Tesla, it's not going to take off. And then a couple of years ago, finally, Tesla makes a profit and is on an upward trajectory. And analysts that were poo-pooing investments in Tesla were suddenly saying, you know what, go for Tesla, because they're actually making a profit. They've got good potential here. Keep going. I mean, that's, that's another piece where the naysayers said this about Elon, and Elon proved him wrong. I mean, maybe in the interim, uh, electric cars are doing something. But I think long term, it's pretty much proven that this is not the direction the United States needs to go. I agree. Anyway, with that's another argument. Uh, the, 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 the idea that Elon Musk is doing something slow or, or not, not performing at Twitter is a joke. I mean, honestly, he just fired half of the staff and he's immediately changing the pay platform. In five years, every conservative will be using Twitter or should be using Twitter as a free speech platform. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that it's not going to be used is silly. And even Donald Trump will reluctantly, whether he mimics his uh, truth social or he just does his own new Twitter account, I don't know. Uh, Well, let me just clarify one thing, Joe. Let me just clarify one thing in terms of Elon Musk and what I was saying, because I'm an Elon Musk fan. Again, I'm glad he took it over. But the one thing that I think he's done in error is over Twitter saying, I'm going to make this change, I'm going to do this and that, and then saying, wait, we're not doing this, we're doing this differently, etc. I think what that does is create a perception or at least give room for the perception to be generated that he does not have control of what he's doing, he doesn't know what he's doing, and he keeps making decisions ad hoc, tweeting them out, they don't go so well, and then he backtracks. And I just think when you're making big changes like, like he's doing and making waves like he's doing strategically it might be better to say to to pull back a little bit on some of the changes in terms of announcements get them ready to go and then say here's what we're doing and let it be a banger of a success now i you know look at it's a free speech platform and what elon musk is doing is what donald trump did he speaks his thoughts out loud sometimes they're not perfect sometimes he changes them next week he could have a new idea you know, I, I just look at him as, uh, a, a, you know, look at, look at, just look at this. The thing that they said yesterday is so innovative. He admi- admitted that Twitter did not censor one liberal. Not one. He openly said it. What other genius is out there saying that you're very biased social media? Even uh, yes. my own platform. You know, that is where you have a breath of fresh air from Elon Musk and why back in April when he first announced this, I said this is a brilliant strategy instead of trying to take another company, uh, create another company. 
go ahead, take control of Twitter, and then you can reveal things that have been hidden. You can make a, a, an opportunity, use a, an, an existing infrastructure, an existing company to make change. I'm basically nitpicking him here, Joe. I think it's worthwhile well, to, to talk a little bit about it, play a little bit of devil's advocate. But I think the fact that he decided to to do this and to go through with it and then to see the, the left go absolutely bonkers, I will say that is absolutely worthwhile worth the price of admission well i'll go out on a limb here look i'll say it twitter he bought it for 50 billion right 44 billion i'm gonna say in in in, uh less than three years it'll be worth a hundred billion how do you like that we shall see. I would like to see that happen and be able to say, wait a second, when he took it private and he took steps to innovate and to change the direction of the company and how they make money and so forth, I would love to say Joe in Arvada was absolutely right. And look, it has been more than doubled. His value of his investment has more than doubled in the last two or three years. I, we'll I think that's why he took it. It's also All right. going to allow him... Just imagine the advertising power that Elon Musk will have. Yeah. Yeah, we shall see what happens, but it is exciting to be sure. Joe, thanks for the call. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Jimmy. 303-696-1971. Yes, mark the tape. Joe in Arvada predicts it will go from a $44 billion value to $100 billion or more. Wouldn't that be something else? We'll see what happens there. And you know what? Joe made a really good point on on SpaceX, and I added in on Tesla. The naysayers said it wouldn't work, and he proved them wrong. I remember when I was hosting a business morning show back in 2017 to 2020 and uh, that Salem had in a previous business station. And I would talk with analysts and be like, so what's going on with Tesla stock, this and that? And everyone was saying it's not worth it. They're not going to make a profit, all those kinds of things. And then lo and behold, it did happen. Now, there's ample reason, Joe also touched on this, to criticize Tesla and Elon Musk and the way that he's handled Tesla vis-a-vis the Chinese and so forth. And, And quite frankly, there is some concern about how he may handle Twitter in regards to China. We'll see. But by and large, he's proven naysayers wrong, and we'll see what happens with Twitter in that regard. But it is delicious to watch. That's for darn sure. Will Trump get back on Twitter? That's the big question. Curious. 303-696-1971. We've got a few minutes left on the other side. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger filling in for Stefan Tubbs. I'll preview tomorrow's Jimmy Sangenberger show. It will run from 6 to 9 right here. News Talk 710 KNUS. (laughs) I love this. J.D. McPherson is this guy's name. His Christmas album, Socks, is what this title track is from, called Socks. (laughs) Just listen to the lyrics one more time. (laughs) 
Jimmy Sagenberger in for Stefan Tubbs. And folks, if you're not listening live, you don't get to hear the bumper music. You can listen to the podcast. That's all well and good, but it's one of the perks of listening to the shows here on 710 KNUS Live. Because this is just a hilarious tune. Kind of a rockabilly sort of music. Modern rockabilly Christmas music. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. In for Stefan Tubbs tomorrow morning. Among the festivities, I will speak with Yahoo Finance senior columnist Rick Newman, who's always got an interesting perspective. We'll talk about Elon Musk and Twitter versus Truth Social and get some perspective from him on that. And also the student loans issue where look, the courts have put a stop to it. Biden is extending the student loan moratorium where you don't have to make student loan payments and and incur interest during the time that the courts are handling this they've asked the supreme court to address it we'll talk a little bit about that with rick newman and then at the top of the eight o'clock hour i'm gonna have in studio in studio julie benuelos and i'm looking forward to talking with julie julie is she describes herself as outsider left she is not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination, but she's a longtime former teacher, and she was a finalist for the vacancy that was recently on the school board for Denver Public Schools. And we're going to have sort of a meeting of the minds on the issue of parents' rights in K-12 through education. Well, it will be an interesting perspective to get and to have an exchange on this. Because it's such an important issue. In fact, it's the subject of my Denver Gazette column, which will be released on Sunday this weekend due to the holiday. Instead of today, I have a column that usually goes out in the Denver Gazette on Fridays. So on Sunday, denvergazette.com, be sure to check out the column. I do quote Julie Bonuelos in that article. But Julie will be coming in studio. We'll get some perspectives from the left on ensuring parents' rights, curriculum transparency, so much to discuss with Julie, and I think it will be quite a conversation. You do not want to miss that in the 8 o'clock hour. Plus, I'm excited for the bluesified Christmas bumpers that we bring on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show Saturday mornings from 6 to 9, News Talk 710, KNUS. And in fact, you know, it's a holiday week. Why not wrap up with a little bit of harmonica on this Friday night? Let's go with a little blues in the key of B on the E harmonica. Shall we do that, Leroy?
Did I get carried away there, Leroy, or was I just, uh, you know, having some fun here wrapping things up? I know Stefan does enjoy a little harmonica. I got to get with him. We need to do another Ask Jimmy's Harmonica on the Stefan Tubbs show sometime soon. Mr. Tubbs, I believe, will be back in the saddle this coming Monday. I saw a promotion for the Turkey of the Year Awards. I mean, that is a fixture and a feature on this program that you don't want to miss out on. I always love listening to Stefan's Turkey Awards. I wonder if Tay Anderson will be a finalist, if not an award winner. I don't know. We shall see. I do hear that he's got a big announcement to be made on November 30th. Is he going to run for city council? Is he going to run for the state legislature? Who knows? We'll be keeping close tabs on that. I'm sure Stefan will. I will. We'll see what happens in that regard. Should be interesting. Listener text came in during the bumper. I'm a huge J.D. McPherson fan. There you go. You got some nice little fun music from J.D. McPherson. Socks. Yeah. Remember when you were a kid? And you would get socks for Christmas. And you're just like, what in the world? I don't want socks. Then you're an adult and you're only getting clothes. Just kind of how things go. That's it for me today. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. Leroy Dauphinbaugh behind the glass. Lori Kelman's been doing the news. My thanks to Stefan Tubbs. Get well. We want you back in the saddle come this Monday. And tomorrow morning, dark and early, 6 a.m., tune in to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show right here on News Talk 710 KNUS as we kick off the weekend lineup. We'll see you then. Once again, happy belated Thanksgiving. Merry early Christmas. And as always, may God bless America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>